This preview episode of Watch Out for Fireballs is brought to you by our patrons. If you go to patreon.com slash DougFeedTV, you can hear the entire episode, as well as all of our old premium episodes, as well as a bunch of extra shows like Bonfireside Chat and Extra Abject Sufferings and Unfilmable. Um, just head on over. $5 gets you all that stuff, and we appreciate it. Thank you. Gary Butterfield. My name is Cole Ross. And you're listening to Watch Out for Fireballs. It is a Games Club podcast. And this week we are talking about Mirror's Edge, which is a first-person platformer developed by EA Dice and published by Electronic Arts for the PC, PS3, and Xbox 360 in 2008. Mm -hmm. And as two listeners will know, this is the fourth part of our series after covering Mirror's Bono, Mirror's Larry (laughs) Mullen Jr., and Mirror's (laughs) Wall. Mirrors something like the other guy. Maybe. Yeah. So we, we did we did all of them and now we're finally landing on the finale. Yeah. Mirror's Edge. Yes. Um yeah. And this is the you know, as the the capstone of three D platformer month. Mm-hmm. Could we do three straight three D platformers? Apparently not. Pro- pro- probably not. Probably uh, not. Yeah. And it just boy, like, you know, coming away from the, the most okay yeah. month that we've had. <laughs> quite a while like i yep. just keep playing these games i'm like okay yep <laughs> uh that's okay <laughs> it's okay Let's yeah go. The, 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 this was definitely the uh the, the the good one of the crop for me I, I think this is the most fun one to play yeah. the the it's like it's 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 not as fun to play this as the flavor in psychonauts is good yeah no but it just like it being like four and a half hours long and being pretty fun in the hands throughout mm-hmm. Yeah, made it by far the easiest one, you know, to it, to kind of to get to to get like went down super easy, like just pretty breezy. Yeah, yeah, it pretty was definitely game. the smoothest pill. Absolutely, like a, a smooth pill, and we've had a series of jagged little pills, <laughs> uh, you know, a little bit. <laughs> and it's a you know, so it's a. I agree mm-hmm. with that. I think I think that there are sincere and serious problems with the narrative of this game yeah the story in this is it it is a wet a wet puddle of garbage (laughs) you you got birds you got blues and you got to get your ass to places yeah get your ass to like the the (laughs) the choice to just make just that guy constantly in your ear yelling at you the entire time you play is just really a choice get your ass over there 
Yeah, get, get, your, it's always get your ass, ass over there, Grace. There's blues and birds. <laughs> yeah, the, the 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 story the story in this is fucking abysmal. However, it yeah. is um at at its height, it is it, it is a joy. Um, yeah, and, when it works, it's very fun. Yeah, and yeah. The, the like, I would say this is a pretty important game. Like, not as you know, like in a it is it is in a different pantheon than psychonauts is for like it's theming and what have you but like a like a bunch of stuff after this is like this this is a Mm -hmm. pretty influential experimental game Mm -hmm. and and it's also something it's going to be one of those games where like you know i i don't i think this is pretty like like okay like it's good Mm -hmm. you know but not great uh in evaluation now but it's going to be one of those games where like in the context of when it came out Mm -hmm is way more important. Oh yeah. The things that this does that are special are not nearly as special now. Right. Uh, as they were when this came out. So like <laughs> yeah. in 2008, seeing something like this, like a largely nonviolent movement based game that is, has a, a female protagonist mm-hmm. and stuff was just very, very special. Yeah. Now it's like, ah, you know, like those things are still like rare, but not nearly as rare. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, as they were. And like, it just kind of ends up being a weird thing in the context of now versus when it came out, mm-hmm. I guess. And that's like, you know, I didn't, didn't play this when it came out. Like I missed this. This has been forever on my, like, you know, on my list of things. It's like, oh, it looks interesting. I bet you yeah, like yeah. that. And just never, never touched it for some mm-hmm. reason or another. And, uh, and playing it after having playing everything that came after it, that did, did some of the things that this does better. Mm hmm. Um, it, it doesn't have as much impact as maybe it should or could, yeah. I guess mm-hmm. for me, while still being, you know, again, when it's working pretty fun, it's, it's like, kind of, it's kind of strange because this fits like this would have fit in with a month, the, the, the month that included, um, jumping flash and, um, Titanfall, Titanfall two, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. in terms of first person platformers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's it's kind of it's kind of the the spot between those two things. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, let's get into it, and we'll we'll talk about kind of specifics. Um, as you mentioned, this is a premium episode, so this is uh, this first half is for everybody. The second half is a secret, <laughs> well, and you have to be a patron for that. It's for patrons, and you don't yeah. just get this episode, the the full version of this, but you get full versions of every previous premium episode and a bunch of other stuff. So. Yeah, that Bioshock Infinite episode is worth it on its mm, own. Spicy. Including all the other stuff you get. Right. Um, so in this game, you play as a character named Faith. Haha, leap of faith. Um, who is a quote-unquote runner. Uh, every name for every single thing in this game is a first draft. Yes. Um, is is a runner. Um, and they are couriers for illicit information in this dystopian city. Like, they're the only people who keep the communication lines open. Yeah. And one of the great tragedies about this game is that sense of place literally never comes through. <laughs> like, you never do that. You never see that. We don't know who the clients are. We don't know what the context surrounding that is. Yeah. I really felt like that was what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. When, when I started you doing jobs. And, yeah. Yeah, like doing jobs. Like, oh, is this going to be about that? No. Uh-huh. Not even close. Right. So. No, this is this is about um, the paperist, the, the, the paper thinnest intrigue uh, yeah. that, you, that you could possibly see. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's a dystopian city, like a big brother police state that does come through like that, like that part of it comes through in the aesthetic, which we'll talk about when we get to some of the visual choices that they that, that they make. Um, the thing that is, you know, kind of most notable about this, it is, you know, entirely from the first 
first-person perspective, and this is a game about motion. You are running, you are jumping, and you are negotiating these obstacles in a parkour-like fashion. You know, this came out in 2008, uh, right around the same time as the first Assassin's Creed, uh, you know, shortly after parkour was a big thing on, like, YouTube, and, you know, this is kind of the first crop of games that incorporated that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and it it's that's that's the trick yes that that's like that is that is literally the trick to this um the, when it when it goes outside the trick mm-hmm. um it usually fails yeah. and that includes like narrative and combat and things like that when it's <laughs> doing the trick which is this uh first person parkour stuff and specifically when it's doing it in like kind of like a fast flow state mm-hmm. um it's really great it's like this awesome kind of proof of concept for that like hey you can do this in video games mm-hmm. it can be in first person uh and it works Right. Um, and is, is very simple and super uh, intuitive. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's, I, you control this game basically with three buttons. Yeah. You know, like it, it's like up an up a down and a, and a flip button. Mm-hmm. And then you can combine that with movement. And that pretty much does all of your moves. Right. Uh, like everything is, you know, take it. It's con it's context sensitive, right? It is, mm-hmm. you know, uh, it, it executes these things for you and it is up for you. It is up to you to make the decisions about where to go. It's very little about like precision decision over precision is what I say, Gary. Yeah, that, that, that's pre- that's that's pretty fair. And some of the things that they seed to context mm-hmm. doesn't always work. So something like right. mantling, which like one of the, some of the fiddliness of this where it started making me like want to pull out my hair is like just things like just not working. Like mantling is kind of inconsistent. Yeah. In this game, sometimes I'll mantle, sometimes I won't. If that were a button, mm-hmm. you know, then like that. But they kind of take that away in favor of that simplicity. Yeah. Um, and just making it context dependent. And like there's a choice that. You know, it's good because it makes it a little bit more intuitive to control. Mm-hmm. I get that. It's not good when you're like just in some in anonymous interior area full of pipes. Yeah. Just trying the same jump over and over and over. There's like a jump I put on Twitter that like, <laughs> I like saw if, that, I were, if, yeah. if I were doing like a grade of this, like took a letter grade off of this game, <laughs> like just I don't know why. Like sometimes I would jump up, sometimes yeah. I wouldn't. Sometimes I would mantle, sometimes I wouldn't. And I was you know, getting scientific about it. Like, yeah. oh, I'm going to like check out the angles and stuff and make sure I'm pressing the exact same things and I get mm-hmm. different results. Yeah. It's like non-deterministic. The, yeah. The, there's a, there's a sloppiness to it. And I think that is kind of a watchword for this, for this month, actually. Um, yeah. you know, I, I used it a lot in, um, uh, in, in psychonauts. Um, but it, it just kind of like, it, it is a spotty sloppiness. It, it doesn't even have the, 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 the backbone to be consistently sloppy. There will just be these times where it doesn't fire the move that you need to do. And you, you know, it, re, it will result in you falling to your death, you yeah. know, for in a way that is entirely not your fault. And it's it just kind of a bad feeling and it doesn't happen all the time. Mm-hmm. It's, and it doesn't have a most of the time, right? Yeah. It's like maybe, yeah you know, 10% mm-hmm. uh, of the time, but it's just kind of an interesting thing where it's like the one thing that this does super well, that's like the very special thing about it still isn't quite there. Mm-hmm. And we'll, we'll talk about that when we get to kind of legacy, which is something that my understanding is the sequel of this game, you know, everyone wanted it and it didn't quite fire on that, mm-hmm. but I think other games have. Yeah. Um, and we'll get to that. Yes. Yeah. So like we said, the navigation controls really simple. Um, you know, and you can you mix and match some stuff like you can work combat into this. We'll get to combat as it goes, but you've got just two buttons um, primarily. You've got upward stunts and downward stunts, and these are mapped to uh, your left shoulder buttons. Mm-hmm. Um, so upward is almost always a jump. 
Uh, and it's if that jump hits a wall at a certain angle, it'll be a wall run. Uh, if it hits a certain kind of geometry, you'll kind of vault forward. Mm-hmm. Um, if you hit a ledge, uh, most of the time you'll mantle, things like that. Yeah. Um, downward stunts tend to be uh, you're ducking if you have no motion, a slide if you're rolling, or a roll if you or if you're running rather, or a roll if you uh, if you hit the ground and you can kind of avoid taking damage or in losing momentum mm-hmm. after a long fall. Right. Yeah. Um, and this is mixed up. You have a 180-degree turn button that um, is primarily just used for these kind of cramped wall jobs. Yeah. That, yeah. in a decision I cannot understand, has a cooldown. And I <laughs> do not know why that is. I don't, I don't like, know. It's like you can you can jump and try to do that thing. And if you miss it, like mm-hmm. sometimes it'll take a second before the turnaround button will let you turn around again. And I'm like, yeah. why is this on a meter? <laughs> like, I can turn around really fast in real life. <laughs> you know, it's just, it's just very strange. Yeah. Um, so like the the best, the heights of this game, the thing, the reason that people love it, uh, the, the noteworthy things about it are when these elements we're talking about are working in flow, typically in large open environments. If you're outside, this game is probably singing. If you are inside... Um, yes, it is. I don't know. Farting. Yeah, Pref- it, yeah. It, it moves between a couple of different modes and yeah. one of which I think is definitely more joyful than the other. Yes. Right. So like being outside, moving along these long lines, you get a little bit of this Tony Hawk feeling. to Exactly. It. I was going to bring that yeah. up because the, 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 that is the thing that I like about, you know, if, if, if you could in the thought experiment classify Tony Hawk as a as a 3D platformer. Uh, the thing that makes the, the, that 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 saves that is the sense of flow and finding lines. Yes, right? which this which has that. I and I and something I don't get from more traditional 3D platformers, right? right. Like when when uh you know when someone's like, how can you not like 3D platformers, but you like Tony Hawk? It's like, well, it's a different type of game. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. like it feels very differently. Like yes, you're in 3D and you're doing a platform, but you're doing totally different things. Like mm-hmm. I do, I understand that there are sequences in you know a modern mario game that do have a little bit of that flow to them yeah like doing like a triple jump to to land on a wall kicking off the wall up onto another thing like that happens yeah yeah. but not for an extended periods of time uh, and it's like not for, for a lot of it game. it's just kind of like dorkily walking like, yeah. like running down a line of coins that just happen to be pointing you in a direction stuff like that yeah, yeah. this is this is much more about kind of finding these paths like mm-hmm. the, the tony hawk comparison is not just in the flow state it's also in picking out lines yeah um, you have a runner vision, which ob- uh, highlights objects in red um, that are the ones you need to get to, but they are not the only way right. uh, to move through, which is one of my favorite things about this game is mm-hmm. that like, you know, it is not you just doing these precision button presses on a line like mm-hmm. you have the game suggesting the best way to get somewhere, but you can you have no no, no real impetus to do so. Yeah. Gen- there are quicker ways and more fun ways if you find them. Flashier ways. Yeah. They, yes. they, they, they generally, you know, you know, for, for any given main path, they had at least like two alternate ones that they had built mm-hmm. in that you incidentally could find. And when we talk about this flow, you know, what ultimately ends up happening with the runner vision activating as you get close to things, um, you could be r- just running blind. You don't know what you're going to be doing you know, one or two moves in the future, but you are making snap decisions and executing on them as new geometry avails itself to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it lets you kind of read the language of what the, the geometry of these things are. Yes. Like through your know, early on, like the, the red highlights reduce as the game goes on mm-hmm. early on. It's showing you like, Hey, this kind of vault looks like this. Mm-hmm. 
um, and teaching you to kind of read the language. Like yeah. as you run forward and you're presented with a new screen, you know, you cross the A building, you end up on a new roof and you're looking at it and you're essentially just reading those objects and what verbs you could use to surmount them. Mm-hmm. Kind, of, kind of drawing hypothetical connections between them. Mm-hmm. Wow. And that's really cool. Yeah. Uh, that really works. It is a surprisingly small amount of the game. Right. Like, quite honestly, like we'll get into it. But like the other half of the game, which is the indoor section, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and, it, and it's worth worth chatting about this uh, for, you know, because it's uh, you know, we have this the section. You can hold down circle and you'll look in the direction you need to go. Right. Useful outside, uh, not useful inside. <laughs> and, you know, half the game or what feels like maybe it's just because the sections were so much like by by time, by playtime. Mm-hmm. Most of the game you will spend inside. Yeah. Because those sections are like, hey, let's slow it down a bit. Like they're trying to turn into um, Tomb Raider-esque like navigation puzzles. Tomb Raider is actually a really good uh, comparison to this. And speaking specifically of like early Tomb Raider um, with its deterministic kind of grid-based jumping system where you are like, okay, I cannot make this jump unless I am like one and a half squares away from this. And you're Mm -hmm. trying to figure that out. Uh, That is a little bit what this is like. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And it, the pace then gets very slow. Mm -hmm. Like when it becomes about instead of testing your like instincts or your reflexes, it's testing just kind of your ability to read Mm -hmm. these things. And you're at the bottom of what is inevitably like a back room full of pipes. Yeah. Um, trying to get up to the top, like a vent up at the top. Mm -hmm. Um, like some of that stuff works, some of it doesn't. But the, the weird thing is that like it never feels as good or as special. No. As the the free running mm-hmm. does, um, it is uh, it just it slows the pace down like quite a bit yeah. um, through here, and it's a really interesting decision to kind of vacillate you between those two things mm-hmm. um, that I have really mixed feelings about because sometimes you know there is a sense like you're doing the free running on a roof, you're getting chased. There's a couple birds, there's a couple <laughs> birds, there's a couple blues. Uh, you're getting chased. You get inside to one of these pipe puzzles, and like there is a feeling of relief. There's also a feeling of just kind of it's kind of simply just not as fun. Yeah, I think, you yeah. know, it, it's OK. Like it, it sometimes it's OK. Sometimes it's less than OK, but it's not as fun as these like these Tony Hawk, you know, split decision, finding these lines throughout an mm-hmm. environment. It's it's less special. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, something that I think harms those indoor sections is it feels like you go from an open area where you expressively find you know your right answer for getting across and there's trial and error outside generally you know sometimes a bottle next to you when you have to find it inside it feels like there's only one path you can take there's only yeah. one right answer for the next move and it it is just you like looking around trying to see one little like piece of piece of walkway that is edging out that you can you know jump jump across to um and yeah. that kind of hunt and pack or hunt and jump um style play it just it 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 feels more pedestrian to me Mm -hmm. and that dichotomy if you know it feels a little bit like what people say about sonic you know Mm. like oh sonic it's only good if he's running fast you know you gotta gotta go fast like the meme ha 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 yeah that that was never true but it's it's kind of like that here where it's kind of true about this yeah like even if it's never been true about sonic i'm not saying like I don't know. There's maybe a little truth to that in Sonic. I don't think Sonic's yeah. super good when you have to slow down and be like, no, a no, but I mean, like, the, the, there's, but, the, there's enough of it that's like, there, there's fun exploration that happens when you are not mm-hmm. doing the, 
you know, yeah, there's, up, there's like, more to it. Where yeah. if that's not true about Sonic, though, it's maybe a little bit closer to true. Yeah, here, yeah, for sure. Um, the, the, you, the dichotomy is there at the, at yeah. the very least. Yeah, yeah, it's very modal. Yeah, you know, at the very least, like it just it's it is now time for run. It's now time for puzzle. Right. You know, and adding another like slow element, there is time for combat. Yeah. Um, and the, this is the the most universally derided part about the game. Like nobody liked this. No. Um and it's not that it handles poorly. Like Dice knows how to make a shooter. Mm-hmm. Um again it just feels more it feels more pedestrian to me. Um and you know not to not to fall into the the the, the straw man that we've made that just evaluates games as to whether or not they contain violence. Does Faith seem like a killer to you, Gary? No. Yeah. Yeah. No, but at the same time, if some, if like, for some reason, all of these people are like trying, they're just staying there trying to shoot you. Yeah. And you can't, like, I think that the issue isn't that like Faith wouldn't kill these people in this situation. Mm-hmm. It's that the the situation itself was authored. Yeah. And if they didn't make the situation where people are giving you no choice, yeah. it would just be a stronger game. Yeah. Like these should be like Jet Grind Radio. Mm, yeah. You know, where it's like they, they don't really shoot. They kind of march in. Like they're more of an environmental threat, yeah. Then you know, and the, the sometimes the the encounters with the blues uh, sometimes actually work because mm-hmm. if you're out like doing a free run, yeah, and they become another obstacle, yeah, to surmount, not like a, a creature to eliminate, mm-hmm. but they, it gives you this like even if faith doesn't seem like a killer, they give you these situations where like you are asking me to find my path through this thing. Yeah. You know, that is immensely annoying to do while guys are jumping out and shooting at me. Mm-hmm. So taking out one of these guys, stealing their guns and killing the other ones just will let me get back to the good part of the game mm-hmm. faster. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going you, to do it. Like you shouldn't have you know, a decision that takes me below zero and executing. It gets me back up to zero. That's what it feels like. Yeah. yeah like there's, you know, it doesn't seem like faith is really a killer. There's a lot of murder going on in here. I think, I put that more on the the setting and kind of narrative being confused than anything. Yeah. yeah. Like faith doesn't seem like much of anything actually to me. Yep. If I'm, if I'm being honest, like <laughs> I want a game where faith doesn't seem like a killer. Yeah. Faith just seems like a sister liker. Yeah. Faith, yeah she's <laughs> the known liker of sisters. Um, you know, when it comes to sisters, she's like, sign me up. Mister. Firmly, like, yeah. firmly in the pro sister column. Yeah, probably. And and just there's this whole, you know, murder mystery that this game is about that gives you absolutely no sense of of place or character or right. stakes or world or anything. It's an absolute fucking failure of a story. <laughs> um, and the 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 uh, faith that's in that isn't really anything because yeah. the, the world that she's in is nothing, mm-hmm. you know, so like. I I want what you're talking about where it's like, oh, you know, Faith doesn't seem like a killer. Like she seems like somebody who would avoid yeah. this. It's more like the the platonic ideal of this game would not have that. Right. But it's not the game they decided to make. And I would say like also, you know, like Dice does know how to make a game with like shooting and stuff. The AI in this uh, thing, I never noticed that. Like it's just like a, my, a weakness of mine as a critic. Like it's not mm-hmm. something I notice when it's bad. I'm just kind of like, oh, OK, like it's very easy for me to round things down into doom. Yeah. You know, yeah. and just like, it's, oh, it's, yeah, enemies just stand there and, and just take bullets and shoot you because it's doom. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is not doom. Like, and it's very weird when the enemies just kind of walk out shooting you mm-hmm. and you just like stand there and trade bullets with them like you're fighting in Final Fantasy 1. Yeah. You know, until they die or you die. Mm-hmm. And you, you don't die because you have recharging health. That's the superpower you get. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, you just like people just like 
don't use cover. They don't do flanking. They don't do anything. Right. They just kind of come right at you like it's fucking Robotron. Yeah. Uh, and you just shoot them. The, yeah. And then the, that's, you know, the, like the, the, there's an order of operationsness to it that, that has like a little bit of that Hotline Miami kind of feel to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do enjoy executing a disarm on these guys. Like, like that feels good. Um, even if you have to go into bullet time to do it. Um, mm. yeah, I, I think that like in, in, in my perfect version of this game, like the police arriving would just be a lose condition. Like it is a thing that is that like that they're behind you. And like, if you go too slowly, um, then they catch up to you and you die. In, in my ideal version, there's that, but it happens way less. Yes. Because that, that is, that constantly happens in this game. They start mm-hmm. with it. Yeah. Which gives them nowhere to build to. Right. Which is something that like, again, disappointed me about kind of the setup. Like I was like, oh, like I'm a runner. I'm going to do some jobs, like establish this fucking world and then mm-hmm. have a threat. Yeah. And that doesn't happen. Like immediately the yeah. police are onto you in a way uh, that they, uh, you know, that is unusual. And it's because they're training parkour ninjas. Like, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yep. okay. You know, <laughs> you got to okay. fight shoe leather with shoe leather. Okay. okay Lace cops. up buddies. <laughs> Lace up buddies. We're going to make parkour cops. And that, that's your fucking plot. Like, come on. Like, um, did parkour write this? Like, <laughs> like, this, this game seems strangely pro parkour. <laughs> Like the, the just you know we can all put aside our all of the stakes of the world all the totalitarian Big Brother stuff we can yeah. all put that aside just to agree how cool parkour is right <laughs> um yeah I don't know yeah but yeah it, it's the uh, this, the gunplay I feel like is not super great yeah. and then the the melee combat is fine but could be like so much better yeah like there's some ways the parkour intercepts with it like you can do a jump kick yes you know but uh, and you can do a dive kick yeah a sliding kick um but. And the, the disarms and stuff like that also are not really necessary. Like in the mm-hmm. tutorial, you do one from behind. Yeah. Um, the number of times enemies were unaware of me in this game are two. Yeah. It's that tutorial and one time later in a mall. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, every enemy instantly knows where I am and who I am. Yeah. Uh, and mm-hmm. I could do this disarm or I could just kick like jump kick them twice and take their gun. Yes. You know, there is no reason to engage with the more interesting version of what they gave me yeah here and it's not designed to like you're getting shot during this whole time like expediency is key yes during this like getting this guy disarmed and getting his gun so i can stop being shot at is necessary mm-hmm. you could be you know? forgiven for thinking that the combat is better or more prominent than it is because it does leverage a lot of the work that they did in making first person body awareness animations work you mm-hmm. know like it generally like you know it feels you know, like a substantial step up from, say, fear, which was kind of a, previ- a previous, you know, ent- entry in this kind of genre, uh, uh, you know, to 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 a certain extent. Um, but no, like, just say you're absolutely right. It is it it gets in the way of the expediency. Yeah. Um, it also bears saying that there's an achievement for getting through without killing anybody, but in effect, what that means is just a bunch more trial and error. Like yeah. it is a less fun way to play the game. Yeah. Yep. You just, you can just run away from stuff, but they specifically put you in situations to discourage you from doing that or situations where you don't know which way to run. Mm -hmm. You do know that you're being flanked by two guys with guns. Yeah. You know, so if you don't know that area, if it's your first time that level, Mm -hmm. the non-lethal approach to that room is not evident in any stretch. And you are fairly hearty in this game, you know, insofar as how many bullets like a person can take. But there's definitely a limit. Like, 
once they introduce machine guns, like you go down pretty quick when you're when you're not undercover, mm-hmm. you know. So I yeah, it is a uh, that expediency and all of that stuff like bypassing the combat, bypassing that, um, even specific things in the parkour like climbing pipes, you know, things that are like pretty slow. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are all like feel like obstacles that are just things that you want to get done with as soon as you can to get back back to the part of the game that's fun. Yeah. And one of the things about that I think about, like, before we kind of get into uh, the the mechanics of that, is, is kind of a premise of this that I have, is that, like, I think that's also not quite enough for a game. Yeah. Like, you know, the, the discussion around Mirror's Edge is often, like, the combat brings it, you know, brings it down. Everyone agrees the combat's bad. Uh, the indoor sections, a lot of people agree those are bad. Mm-hmm. The assumption tends to be, like, if you took the time that was spent on those and just replaced them with more outdoor sections. Mm-hmm. That would make the game like sing. I think that that would get boring. No, I think that like five hours straight of that, um, even with things to break up the pace mm-hmm. and such, there aren't enough tricks to this move set. No, to make that support a game. Yeah, like it is like a weird like tech demo. Like <laughs> that thing is super fun. Mm-hmm. I don't think like when I play games that do stuff with this later. Yeah. It's on top of a much more robust game. Yeah, I mean, it gets down to the the, the whole like, oh, that's a feature, not a product kind of kind, yes. kind of kind of deal, right? Yeah, like this is a feature, mm-hmm. you know, and like even putting aside all these things that definitely do slow down that pace and such. Like this game is was one of the shorter games we've done for the show. Mm-hmm. You know, I think my play clock was like five hours. Something like that. Um, it's not a. Uh, you know, five hours of straight, like it didn't feel super short. Mm-hmm. Like it still just felt like it's like, okay, I've, I got enough. Yeah. It, it didn't feel like five hours. It felt like three play sessions for me. Yeah. yeah. It's very, very slight. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. Um, it does. So that first person thing is worthwhile. It's worth talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, the first person kind of dedication to that yeah. um, is really great. And there are a lot of like really, really cool tricks uh, that they do like this has some thief levels of awareness of your body mm-hmm. uh, going on. That is something I always appreciate. Yeah. Um, and it is something that this entire <laughs> enterprise is predicated on. You need that awareness. And they did just a lot of tricks in order to make that work. So like you see a good deal of your character model when you're doing things right. Like you're almost always seeing your legs. You're almost always seeing where your arms are. Um, in relation to you um, and all of these things are they're like specially designed and animated so like your 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 camera uh, it is in your character's head um, you know it is not just a chest camera in front of a gun like a lot of first person games are you know um, you mm-hmm. know so the cameras in your head they're like they, they have a special model that is made to make this look and feel natural um, I'm trying Gary to find a, to, to find video or an image of Faith's model like when people have moved the camera outside of her, it's fucking weird. She's like a stretchy gyrating monster. <laughs> uh, extremely evident. Anytime you go into an event. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I was just like, Oh yeah, this is, I'm sure this is grotesque. <laughs> um, you know, and, and the slide kick yep. animation. Cause you're too close. It's like your head is in your hip. Yep. <laughs> it's kind of like a cool, like grundle cam, <laughs> you know, like that you're doing, like, it's very weird. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it, like, it, it gives you the illusion of that, which is, what's necessary yes you know like actually having it is and in games in the past where you have had this kind of uh body awareness Mm -hmm. 
it's very rare that you're this acrobatic. Right. So right. like Thief, which like does give you that sense of weight and heft to your body. You see your limbs moving and stuff. That is a very slow-paced stealth game. Yeah. Here they have to not only, you know, make that illusion work, but make it work while you're doing Mario shit. Yes. You know, and that's that's cool. Like they they do a good job of that. Mm-hmm. Actually. Yeah. So, you know, other games that had done this well before were pretty much entirely about combat. You know, Chronicles of Riddick has a little bit of that breakdown on the original Xbox um, and then Trespasser. You could argue that that is another game that is about that kind of body awareness uh, to a super janky and, you know, infamously bad fault. Yeah. 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 Um, so, yeah, they uh, there is uh, we were worried about motion sickness. Absolutely. Uh, during this, I did not feel any motion sickness. Neither did I. And go back. Somebody make a super cut of all the thing, all the dumb things that have made me motion sick. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, I just I was I was very surprised. Uh, they're, they're the decisions they made worked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, mostly by just putting a little dot in the middle of the screen. Yeah. <laughs> so you can keep your eyes on it, which is a trick that I use in real life. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm in a car and I'm sick or something. Like, you know, I, I, uh, <laughs> I just find something far off and stare at it and mm-hmm. it, it takes care of it Yeah, for me. Um, yeah. So motion sickness, uh, not a problem, yep. uh, in this, which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I thought that yeah. was interesting. I, I, I didn't know about this, but like they, they specifically cited this idea of spotting, which is a technique used by dancers, uh, specifically yeah. dancers who do a lot of spins like pirouettes and, and stuff like that. Yeah. You, that's yeah. why they whip their heads back and forth. Cause mm-hmm. they're looking at one thing while their body spins. Yes. That's yeah. <laughs> it's um, why every every uh, intermission in a ballet isn't just isn't just women vomiting all the time. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's why they tune up the orchestra to cover up for that sound. Yes. Yeah. They call yeah. it black swanning. <laughs> the, uh, the um so something else that's really good about the age is the the first person camera motion. It feels like they borrow this from the um, from the burnout school of uh, um, first person design, but um, they shake the camera a little bit and you get like blurs at the edges when you are moving at top speed Mm -hmm. in a way that really sells like oh yeah faith is booking it yeah yeah you're also more or less bulletproof when you're at that speed yes which is really weird like nothing can shoot you Mm -hmm. um and i tested this a little bit like there's a uh the mall arena Mm -hmm. i kind of ran laps (laughs) for a little bit in that and did not get tagged by a bullet so I, there, there's like an extra, you know, the enemies are programmed to miss you. Well, the bullets just get jealous speed. of your speed. Yeah, they can't handle it. You can right. outrun their bullets <laughs> with the pumped up kicks. <laughs> um, the uh, Yeah, so it is. Uh, and you're not actually moving that fast. Right. If you actually moved as fast as you did in, say, like a Tony Hawk or a Burnout or something, it would make the precision necessary for this impossible. Mm-hmm. It's just the illusion of speed. Yes. You know, like you don't act, you you never actually move very quickly mm-hmm. in this game, which is really weird. It ends up being a slow paced kind of flow mm-hmm. game ultimately that like feels like it's very fast paced. Yeah. Um, and they do a lot of other things to kind of uh, sell that illusion. There's a lot of impact, um, a lot of like stuff with sound design. Mm-hmm. So like having the wind knocked out of you yeah. when you land in certain ways, things like that. Um, the roll sound and roll animation mm-hmm. uh, that happens when you do do a, a little roll recovery roll yeah. um, is very uh, puts you in the body mm-hmm. uh, in a very distinct way. Yeah. Um, the other visuals of this game uh, complement this very well. I think mm-hmm. um, everything is uh, the kind of Big Brother city this is um, is very clean. Um, everything is very unadorned. Mm-hmm. You know, so like lots of white. Um, a lot of, uh, you know, just kind of flat surfaces. Mm-hmm. So kind of like a, almost like a Lego 
like Duplo Block City almost. Yeah. Um, and then when things are necessary, they get called out in big bright colors. Yes. Not just the um, not just the red splashes that you get, mm-hmm. although those do stand out against the you know the, the the white very well. Something that is really neat is that every level, every chapter in this has its own overriding accent color that is yeah. used. Yeah, yep. That again is just like this big flat color. Mm-hmm. You know, so these things and it it's one of the things I think are going to make the, the you know makes the graphics of this game age pretty well. Yeah, yeah. You know, if this had gone for realism, like textures fade quicker than than colors, I guess, you know, mm-hmm. in, in terms of fidelity and, and how good they look over time. Yeah, yeah. So there's not like tons of janky textures because there's not a lot of textures. Like if you walk up to the wall, a lot of times it's just a flat color. Yeah. In this, um, that's very smart. Mm-hmm. And that does get across that, uh, that sense of totalitarianism. I think where that falls down is I have no idea how people live in this world. No, no, um, not even close. Yeah. So, you know? it, I mean, so it, it, it serves three, per, three, three purposes. It, you know, it, it does sound like the, 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 this unnatural, unnatural say like a city should not be this sterile. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, the, 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 the second purpose is it makes the environments infinitely more readable than if they were covered with Arkham Knight clutter. Um, and the third purpose is you can look at a screenshot of this game and it is immediately discernible as, oh, that's mirror's edge. Yeah. It looks like its own thing. Yeah. The, the fourth thing that's kind of a downside of this is that by the end of the game, you have gone through a lot of samey environments. Yes. Um, then the back halls, like the interior (laughs) of this game are unusually samey. Yeah. And the rooftops all basically look the same. Like, yes, you can look at a screenshot. Mm-hmm. Of this and say Mirror's Edge, but I defy people to know where. Yeah, in Mirror's Edge, it's not like, you know, uh, oh, I recognize that. That's this zone. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's almost impossible. Yeah. Like, oh, that's just the big melange that is Mirror's Edge, mm-hmm. where all those areas basically look the same. Yes. Um. So that's kind of a kind of a bummer. And again, when you know, I talk about the kind of short, built-in kind of like short Logan's Run-esque shelf life this has. <laughs> you know, you, no matter what the the five hours of this game were composed of five hours is the right amount of time oh yeah like this game got slammed for being short and i think that's like i mean that's 2008 no uh for you but also like what would you like if you doubled this you think it'd be okay like, you, don't, <laughs> you don't think you get bored and just like frustrated and just you think this has enough tricks to show you another five hours like no. Do, no, do, you, do you want you know, do you want them to make it harder because yeah what would that be yeah you know like oh you just take you go down to bullets easier yeah. you know like you couldn't I, they wouldn't make the platforming harder because no. they need to have multiple ways to get through it. And the platforming does not really get appreciably harder as the game goes on. Right. Like there are a couple of places, things where you have to do slightly more complicated maneuvers, but mm-hmm. the most complicated thing you do in this game is like a run wall jump up to a pipe. Yeah. The, you know, and then jump off that wall to a pipe. Like you do like a three move maneuver is about where this tops out in complexity. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, and it the, does that quickly. The way that they make the platforming harder is to just make it more difficult to discern what your next move ought to be. They they complicate the environments. But they do that inside. They don't really do it outside. Right, right. Like outside, like that's just the 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 puzzle the quote unquote like puzzle sections yeah, of it. Yeah. They make that more complicated. Mm-hmm. But that's you know not I guess it's not the the part of the game anybody wants more of right. when they're asking for yeah. more. Like the outdoor sections stay roughly the same mm-hmm. level of complexity throughout. Like they get a little bit more complicated, but it's a short shelf life. Yeah, this has. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I don't. I never. I, you know, there are parts where I would get find this more frustrating or more difficult because I was uh, missing a jump 
Yeah. But very rarely was it because I didn't know what to do. Right. I don't think I think that when you're in these little tiny rooms, like mm-hmm. the way forward is pretty obvious when there's one way forward. Yeah. Um so anywho. Um the uh the cutscenes of this game are also pretty infamous. They're saying the game did not get you know, people did not like mm-hmm. when the game came out. Um the the gamer joke, the like control delete, you know, uh penny arcade joke is as an air and insurance commercial. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. You know, um, it's a it's a bland looking flash animation. Yeah, um, um, the, that they did as a cost as a cost shave, saving measure. Although that kind of animation is not necessarily um, very cheap, mm-hmm. <laughs> especially when you when you already have these uh, the, the, these models made up and things like that. Uh, so it, it feels like it was like half a stylistic choice uh, and half a cost saving measure. But yeah, um, they just run those in between the chapters to give you exposition. And then the majority of the story is told through, you know, headphone chatter as you're doing yeah. your, uh, as you're doing your missions. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, so the dice, uh, their specific goal was to work with EA in order to make something kind of small and innovative. Um, since they were basically just making battlefield mm-hmm. at this point, they wanted to kind of break away from that. 2008 was a really big year mm-hmm. for EA, a really big kind of era for that. This is like when skate came out. That's like that. There was like, Dead Space, like a lot more of experimentation yeah. from this company that was not known for experimentation, largely because of Madden, mm-hmm. you know, stuff. So uh, this was when they were kind of like sowing their wild oats yeah, uh, and then stopped. Yep. <laughs> so they, they were doing that for a little while. They made some games that are like, you know, uh, a clutch of like interesting games that are not flawless and then went back and went back to not doing that. Yeah. Probably because of money. Yeah, pr- 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 probably. Yeah. Um, 2008. Um Let's see here. 2008 EA is like 2003 Ubisoft is like 88 is like 1988 Activision. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Oh, um, Experiment. yeah. Uh, the DLC for this is neat. Um, it is a set of time trial maps that uh, take place in this abstract abstract space. The time trials that ship with the game are just they just use uh, maps from within the game itself. Uh, look, look up videos of these because they're really, really cool. Mm-hmm. um yeah I, I like them a lot yeah yep yep i have no interest in time trial based play mm-hmm. um but i think that it is a neat idea yeah um there's an iphone game that came out in 2010 that's similar to cannibal uh, this has cannibal vibes to it anyway no yeah. you know a little bit in terms of tone um and then it finally got a sequel uh not for, for eight years afterwards yeah. not until 2016 calls mirror's edge catalyst um that address some problems with the game mm-hmm. um, and introduce new ones. So uh, they got rid of gun combat um, and that like, it's all you do some first person combat, you disarm, but you don't shoot guns Yeah. in that. Um, there is less of an emphasis on it, uh, which people dug, but people did not like it uh, largely because it, it is uh, an open world game mm-hmm. where the missions you do are all in these again, inside basically. So, yeah. um, or in very constrained outdoor areas, mm-hmm. Like the outdoor sections are generally just to um, get, get to the next mission. mission. Yeah. yeah, get to the next mission. But uh, the actual missions themselves, there's a lot more indoor stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just my, my impression of Mirror's Edge, just nobody talked about it. I never, yeah. I never saw anybody talk about it online, like on you know, Twitter, social media. I never heard anybody mention it on podcasts. Um, it just kind of it, it it was announced, and people said, "Oh, okay, cool," and then nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the uh, I I hadn't heard anything about it either. I looked up stuff when we did this uh, this podcast mm-hmm. about it, um, just in order to uh, to to figure out oh what did they do? Like, yeah, yeah. 
how are they getting iterated on this? Because that was, you know, one of the things I like to do for the show, especially when we play something that is uh, kind of like a, a tentpole game yep. of the past is read reviews at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, because sometimes, uh, you know, it helps me figure out what that context was that it was coming out in. And then sometimes people are hilariously wrong, um, you know, as happens with your Bioshocks Infinite and stuff with people calling that the game of the generation. Yeah. You know, yeah. the best game uh, with. Uh, Mirror's Edge, I was looking at it, and one of the things that was a constant were people saying, um, this demands a sequel. Yeah. Like, people would talk about the things that they didn't like about Mirror's Edge and just be like, I cannot wait for the sequel to come out and fix this. This is yeah. such a beautiful foundation. The, the idea is like, going to oh, build this, a power upon. Yeah, the, the, this is a, the, like, this is a flawed first entry in a long, what, what is bound to be a long running beloved series. Yes. Yeah. Yep, yep. Um, and, uh, they were wrong. <laughs> And then Dying Light came out and was the thing that they wanted. Right. <laughs> so, like, Dying Light does everything that Mirror's Edge does. I think it does it better. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the bad parts are not there. Right. And, like, I don't even think Dying Light is, like, amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, like, uh, the story in Dying Light, is it better? Like, no, but yeah. it, it's not as annoying, I guess. It's as much missed opportunity. <laughs> um, but, like, adding – and, like, yes, zombie games are tired. But it has all the same kind of parkour Mm-hmm. that you can do uh plus they add a grappling hook and you can uh you actually have like it's very much about how people live like you mm-hmm. get to see the context of it like i think for this kind of game like the ground can't just be a fail condition right it has to be like a city mm-hmm. you know and that that game does that much better than this game does yeah. Yeah. um yeah yeah so anywho um yeah that's it that's it for first half of this Thank you Thank for you. listening to it. Yeah. Um, the rest of it will be for our patrons only. Mm-hmm. So head on over to patreon.com slash TV if you'd like to hear the full premium episode. Please do. Mm-hmm.